What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 128 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And, of course, oh, this one, I don't think I have to edit this one. I don't think this one has any words YouTube would disagree with, but we'll see. We got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, doing the deed and spreading that seed, the rootin' tootin'. Skeet shooting, filling up pies with the might of 50 guys. I ain't telling no lies. The phenomenal AJ Singh. What's up, everybody? Uh, good to be here. And uh, my mic's a little soft, actually. Yeah, we uh, we mix things around, so keep okay. talking. All right. uh, yeah, we'll fix that later. Uh, so what do you watch this week? And I'll, I'll see if I can't bo- boost your sound a little bit. Uh, I've been watching uh, Disney movies lately, actually. Uh, we've been we've Ooh, talking about risky. Taking, yeah, taking the kids to Disneyland, so we're trying to get them into like some of the Disney stuff, and we're trying to introduce them to all the properties. So um, we uh, watched Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, um, Rapunzel, whichever. Is that Tangled. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that seemed a little sexual. Oh yeah, tangled. <laughs> and then uh, we're also gonna watch uh, the my favorite is gonna be Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that one again. I really love like I think the first Pirates movie is great. The second yeah. one's pretty good. The th- the third one was where it starts to falter a bit, and I even like the third one. Okay, the, I think the end kind of yeah. you know poops a bit a little bit, and then. Did you ever watch four and five? I watched them both once, and I was like, they're they, forgettable. They seem just... so almost disconnected yeah. from the first one. So I don't much. know if I watched five. It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> they're just bland, forgettable. Yeah, in one ear and out the other type of thing. Yeah, and the whole Jack Sparrow thing is like running to the ground. Like you know, he's a drunk. We get it. You know, he's weird. I know. A couple years ago, they were talking about like rebooting the whole series i think with like margot robbie robbie in the lead and i was like okay i was like into that but like i don't think it went anywhere at least not yet do you think uh johnny depp was too effeminate for her to step into his shoes (laughs) (laughs) it would be funny if they just like like, oh yeah we're just recasting she's (laughs) jack's I mean, uh, all of those 80s rock stars were pretty effeminate, too. That was pretty much the look they were going for. The big hair. (laughs) I'm all about that. (laughs) Didn't they have, like, uh, one of the Rolling Stones guys in to play one of the characters in the movie? Like, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Jack Sparrow's dad was. Oh, what's the guitarist from the Rolling Stones? A really old son. Well, they're all old son bitches, but uh, Keith Richards. Richards, yeah. I pretty much only know Keith Richards in. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> it was Keith Richards. Yeah. So I think their whole theme was like to, you know, have the rock star thing. And, you know, the way Jack Sparrow acted, he was like supposed to be like a rock star. Did you know, like Keith Richards, like you, you expected he would have died from drugs like years ago. He did have like a weird near death experience. I don't know. It's been so long now. I don't remember. It was either like he got hit in the head by a coconut or like <laughs> fell out of a that coconut tree. A lot of people. It, yeah. It had, to do, it had to do with a coconut tree or something. And Damn like coconuts. It almost got him or something. Yeah, you think those tropical places are paradises, but how many people are getting murked by coconuts? <laughs> I want to see somebody on like Call of Duty just die by coconut. <laughs> <laughs> just random death. Yeah, that'd be a great map, actually. <laughs> Man, you ever? Uh, I get leery sometimes, like like when you're in a Costco and you just see these pallets of like oh, shit because yeah. like those have fallen and killed people before oh my god and it's like you, you look at those and it's like yeah that would do the job 
I oh, never look up. <laughs> I like those videos where people are like filling warehouses and like the guy's driving the forklift and he barely bumps one of the shelves oh, and yeah. then he knocks down like oh yeah. like, like dominoes. It's like a billion dollars worth of produce yeah. or something. You're like, wow, if that guy survived, he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, those stores got to take that hit. You can't make some minimum wage worker pay for that. <laughs> I think you'd almost have to be insured, so hopefully yeah. insurance. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised when I found out that like they had ships that were insured back in like ancient Greece and stuff. Yeah, there's a long history of insuring ships because there's a fair chance that they're never going to come back. So people are like investing in it, but they're also want to like yeah you know, curb their uh, downside. That's why insurance companies suck so bad. They've had centuries to, to perfect <laughs> fucking people. Yeah. Uh oh, nice boy clock probably That's wasn't over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're over the, past a good boy. We're over, we're over five minutes, so hopefully All that right. one didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, um, oh, God damn it, what's Warren Buffett's person, Charlie Munger, and he was talking about how they sent like a a twenty thousand dollar claim to the insurance, and the insurance denied it because they knew that it would cost you know twenty thousand dollars plus to just follow up and try to, for for the company to try to uh, make this claim you know, through the legal system. So they just denied it. And so he wrote him a system. He's like, well, I could sue you for 200,000 and then we'll see who wins. And they paid it. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just pay it. <laughs> uh. So which of these Disney movies so far do you, has the kids responded to the best, do you think? Oh, I think, was it Rapunzel that, that was really uh, knocking the socks off the kids, I think? I don't know. I heard a lot of oh craps from Liam. <laughs> oh crap. Oh crap. <laughs> Uh, tangled, yeah. Yeah, he's been allowed to say crap, so. <laughs> oh, so he's really he's really, playing that card. He's, he's, he's going for it. <laughs> he's like, I can do it. I'm going for it. Has he said something in school that's got him in trouble? Oh, yet? he says D's nuts. Like he says crazy. D's nuts and crap so much. I I'm surprised. Like we haven't gotten a call. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we tell him like we don't really care if you say these things, but don't say them at school. <laughs> but like, as much as he says them, I'm like. He's got it. He's got to <laughs> he's be, gotta be breaking these out once in a while. It's got to slip through. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez> nuts. <laughs> I want that teacher parent conference. So out of nowhere, he said, "These nuts," <laughs> and be like, "You're grounded." <laughs> And he starts freaking out. Yeah. But what was the punchline? Like, what was the setup? Yeah. The He's like, well, this kid said hi to me. <laughs> I'll work on him and make sure the next time it's funnier. Yeah. We'll get a good flow going. We'll make sure you set him up first. Pretty sure the kid didn't say CDs. <laughs> uh, what about you over there? What have you been watching? Oh, I got a synopsis for you guys. Okay. So this is a short horror film that I, I stumbled upon. Let's see if I can find the... Uh... Wait, did you actually watch it or did you just read the synopsis? I, I did watch it because it was only like 15 minutes. Oh. Oh, it's like yeah. a short film? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a... Is this on YouTube or something? Oh, I don't want the review. Um, I just found it out in, random in the, in, the, in the world here, but gosh damn it, where's the... Uh... Synopsis. It's one of those movies that, like, they hope to make a real fe feature length of movie. God, something. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Jerry is a strange and solitary boy who lives with his young, neglectful mother in a rundown apartment. He spends his weekends hidden away in his bedroom, making model figurines and watching TV alone. While investigating a damp stain on his bedroom wall, 
Jerry peels off some wallpaper, revealing a seductive alien orifice growing behind the plaster. Seductive? <laughs> After spending an ever-increasing amount of time in his bedroom exploring and inspecting the alien creature, Jerry embarks on his first sexual experience. How old is he? I don't know. He's like a teenager. <laughs> After numerous encounters between Jerry and the creature, he becomes pregnant. Filled with panic and guilt, Jerry attempts to abort the alien creature, leading to a horrific outcome, which neither himself nor his mother will ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> and that's called box room, in case anybody's interested. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> so what, he's just like plowing the wall, and that's, then he's like, he's exactly like Mom, it. can you come clean my sheets? <laughs> it's like a glory hole. Well, oh my gosh. Uh, well... Of course, I had to watch it. There's one other of shitty thing later I'm going to talk about that I wanted to watch, but I, I, did, I unfortunately didn't. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing, like he finds like a wet spot on the wall and like he peels back the plaster and there's like this weird vagina back there. And like, like he experiments, like he touches it, he sticks a pencil in it, whatever. <laughs> like eventually, of course, he fucks it. <laughs> and then there's like this weird bag hanging out of it that's like moving and breathing. And yeah, it turns out to be like a weird alien creature that his mother like steps on and throws in the river. That's pretty much it. <laughs> what about the <laughs> vagina? What's it stuck to? Like, isn't it, isn't it like an alien connected to it? Well, you got like the wall, and then there's like he peels back enough just to see the the vagina. So uh, that's weird, man. <laughs> so they throw the fetus in the river or whatever, but is the is the alien vagina still there? <laughs> Yeah, but that's the end of the... Uh, it's only 15 minutes. Oh, room for a sequel. <laughs> was this American-made or some weird foreign thing? Uh, it was in English. I, uh, past that, I'm not sure. So, yeah, little little side note. What were we talking about, anyway? Yeah, that thing, <laughs> what we've been oh, watching. What did we watch? <laughs> yeah, that's what I watched. That's pretty realistic. I'm sure somebody would fuck an alien with China. It, it, it sounded better than John Dealman. <laughs> Much shorter. At least it was short. <laughs> what, else, what else have been watched? I watched some. I watched Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull again. It still has problems. Oh, I don't know if it was this week, but didn't you watch that uh, the menu movie? Yeah, it was okay. I was wondering what you thought of that. I mean, it keeps you hooked in, but doesn't ultimately make a lot of sense necessarily. It's all right. It's a little horror jaunt. I, I don't know if you'll remember, but um, so I was like, okay, like most of the people are shitty and they kind of give an explanation for why what's happening to them, you know. But uh, what about the Judith White uh, from Who's the Boss? Like, I was like, what did her character do? <laughs> well, right. Her husband cheated on her. That was right. kind of her sin. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> she was a feminist. That's a... <laughs> I was like, it seemed like uh, she didn't do much except get cheated on. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if she deserves to be punished, but okay. <laughs> I just saw like a, a, a preview of a, not like a video, but saw an article talking about the new Night Court reboot. I'm like, man, they really are making this. And they're talking about getting that, um, that, that bailiff, the black lady. Oh yeah, I think Ross? she. I think, yeah, I think I, I saw. I saw like. I, remember that? <laughs> I saw like a promo image that she. I think she was in, and and yeah. So uh, I I why hasn't that show aired some episodes? Has already? it already? I don't know what it's on, but oh. I I think it may have. I just I saw on Twitter like they were talking about like trying to get her on the show, but I I didn't know she was already like on it or like something. if it hasn't aired yet, like it's soon. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. 
Gonna have to su- subscribe to Peacock for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I usually con myself into watching WrestleMania, and then I'm like, uh, "Why did I do?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no idea what's on Peacock. I went to one WrestleMania in Houston. Oh, you oh, actually nice. went in person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, well, my my friend he had a ticket, and then me and his brother we just snuck in. We we uh, paid somebody thirty five bucks, and uh, they snuck us in like to the to the event wow we didn't have I didn't seats. know that was a i didn't know that was a option yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were just some teenagers at the time and uh yeah we, we didn't have any seats but we watched all the uh the rock was there undertaker i think oh uh, so you went during like a good time <laughs> yeah the undertaker was, <laughs> that, that doesn't narrow down very much yeah. well he was at a lot of, but yeah, yeah if the rock was there and like so this was probably like, like late late 90s early 2000s early 2000s yeah oh. So yeah, you could have seen a good show actually. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't watch a whole lot this week. Um, I uh, uh, knocked a few more CW shows off my list. Well, um, I finished Batwoman, so that series is done. Um, it was fine. Like, like I said, there's some goofy writing in there, some over convenient type stuff, but like, it's fine. It's watchable. I, I heard they replaced Batwoman in season three. Uh, season two, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ruby Rose was only Batwoman for the first season, and then she... Well, I know, like, she got injured on set once, but then it sounded like she also kind of had disagreements with the people in charge. Yeah. So, yeah, they replaced her, and then they had an, an, a new woman for season two and three. Yeah. Um, I watched just, like, an episode and a half of the newest season of Titans, which... I, I kind of liked the first couple seasons of Titans, and then it just kind of got weird and not very good. <laughs> and so um, it's too new in this season to really tell. But uh, And this doesn't surprise me, but both Titan, this is the last season of both Titans and, and Doom Patrol because um, they're getting ready for whatever James Gunn's doing. Apparently these were, the decision to cancel them was made before he came on. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. But They did say Doom Patrol's ending? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so this will be the last season. So we got another half season. Yeah. Man. Yeah, my HBO subscription is like almost out. And then I figure like whenever that's done, I'll I'll dip back in and finish that up. Yeah, whatever you do, don't watch Velma. Uh, yeah, I tried to cope. <laughs> he, oh. said, he said that's bad. Did you watch it? I've only heard bad things about that, it. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, apparently people I are not. I wanted to talk trash. Yeah. And I just watched it and I was like, yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> I heard he pissed off right wingers and left wingers. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, common ground. Velma's bringing us together. But she's trying to be like too edgy. It's I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. And then the only other thing I watched was uh, the original version of the taking of Pelham one two three. I don't know. So they made a. I watched a um, a remake of this, uh, and I I didn't even know it was a remake at the time with that had John Travolta in it, um, and like. I barely remember that movie, but I know I watched it. But basically, this one has Walter Matthau. Um, and, uh, so young John Travolta? No, no, no. He, he was in the remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Was he playing the Walter Matthau character? No, no. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a switch. No, he was playing one of the one of the bad guys. And Walter Matthau... Walter Matthau plays like... Um, the he, curmudgeon good guy? <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he's kind of like a transit cop, kind of. Like he helps like with the subway and stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, these guys, they they basically kidnap um, a car of hostages, 
and they're like, we want a million dollars or we start killing the hostages. <laughs> Just a million dollars? Walter Matthau did the rescue. I'm, I'm kind of getting sold on this. <laughs> well, it was the 70s, so a million dollars oh. was still a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, give me 50 bucks or I'll kill these people. <laughs> um, I mean, it was okay. Um, the, I actually, like... It's one of those movies, like, uh, I follow Patton Oswalt on Twitter, and, like, he's always, like, talking about how it's, like, one of his favorite movies or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's fine. It's, like, if, you, if you're looking for, like, a, a, a thriller or whatever, like, it's 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 a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walter Matthau's not a, around anymore, is he? No. Okay. No, he's been, I don't remember when he died, but he's been gone a while. Okay. Yeah, I was confused, like. When you first talked about the movie, I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, like came out in like 1974 or something." Yeah, uh, and even in that movie, he looks kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in Dennis the Menace? Walter Matthau. Okay, was, yeah, right. he was Mr. Wilson. Gotcha. Man, I haven't seen that movie in an age. I used yeah. to like it when I was a kid. I never saw it all the way through. I just knew Dennis was a horrible kid. I hated him. I was like, I, I that kid's a menace. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a jackass. <laughs> you think grumpy old man holds up? Maybe. I, I feel know. like the movies where just people are insulting each other constantly. <laughs> There's always something there. Yeah, Rush Hour was actually a surprisingly good movie just because like, all they do is make fun of each other in there. It's just fun to watch them do that. Oh, you know what made me laugh though? Like, so when this movie ends, like, I watch the credits for a little bit, and like, the people on the train, they're just like listing like uh, uh, the pimp, the prostitute, (laughs) and one of them says the homosexual. (laughs) Like, it was funny because I didn't remember like anyone just being like a really like just like fabulous like character, you know? So I'm like. Which one was the homosexual? <laughs> He's the one that pissed off the director. <laughs> Just snuck one in. There. He's like, hey, when we do the credits, this guy? No. How would you like that to be your IMDb credit? The homosexual. <laughs> what if there was no homosexual? They just put that in there to like throw everybody off. <laughs> we need something to call this guy. <laughs> But yeah, the credits were pretty funny. Um, and so you guys watch anything else you can think of? I finished the the latest season of uh, the Great British Baking Show, Straight Fire, y'all. <laughs> okay. I know a lot of Peanut people. Peanut butter and fruit? Who thought? <laughs> I know a lot of people love that show. I just, I, I don't know. Cooking shows just do not do it for me. I like, I think it's like therapeutic to just watch people cook, you know, like. I don't know why, but it's just relaxing. Relaxing. Relax. It's also like a good background show because you don't have to pay super close attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like my attention span is not great. Yeah. It well, used to be better. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, they show that like, you know, social media and like always looking at cell phones and stuff, it, it does like destroy your attention span. Yeah. Big time. I think that's why like you were saying like, Sometimes it's hard to get your kids to watch an actual movie because, like, they just want to watch, like, YouTube videos and stuff, you know? talking heads, retards. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's it's interesting, like, the attention span thing. Uh, With YouTube, like, people started getting used to watching, like, 10-minute videos and stuff, but 
I don't know. I prefer my content to be like 30 minutes to an hour, maybe longer. Like <laughs> well, you watch 15 hours of God yeah. of War more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Holy let shit. Me, let me tell you guys about that. That is fun. That is a great watch, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched, so I first Skip watched. Skip forward. <laughs> I, I first watched the seven and a half hour gameplay, uh, which was great. But I was like, I, I feel like I'm missing some information here, you know? Some of the gameplay, like, they actually reveal information. So I went back, and I'm watching people, like, fight monsters and bosses. <laughs> and everything but there's always that little line that Mamir might drop like oh this happened over here you know so it's like it's just so fascinating interesting to learn about the world and everything does it ever bother you if the person playing like dies a lot and you're like ah, i want to see something new quit well, dying I, i've been watching uh from this channel called uh playground or game, game clips playground something like that gamers playground and um they they do a good job of like cutting out all the deaths oh, and everything okay. <laughs> so it looks good not too much uh, having to watch. I, I have seen some gameplay. When I first started looking for the game, I watched like half an hour of somebody try to beat one boss over and over again. I was like, all right, this isn't the channel for me. I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had something I wanted to talk to you guys about um, before we get into like our stories and, and stuff. Have you guys been following like this chat GPT and like AI stuff. I keep seeing it pop up, but I, I don't know a ton about it. It's part of OpenAI, right? Yeah. So it's this thing where, like, I mean, you can do all sorts of things. I haven't actually played around with that. I've just, like, read articles and stuff about it and watched videos on it. But, like, you know, people can say, oh, you know, write me a 10-page paper about the history of Australia. And, like, it'll it'll, like, do it. And, like, it'll actually read, like, pretty well and stuff. Or you can do, like, um... You know, write me a um, uh, opening monologue for a late show, but in the voice of like Donald Trump or something. And like, like you get varying degrees. Like some people say, like, oh, some of some, you know, it's not perfect. It's, you know, sometimes it'll, but it's good. Like it does a, a pretty decent job a lot of the time. And and so like, um, you know, people are kind of worried about like. Um, kids like using this to cheat in class because like stuff like that and um plagiarism and just like or just like you know people using it to cut out writers yeah. of various things because like um and it's still in its infancy so it's only going to get better but like you should watch some of this stuff because like some of it's pretty impressive and they even like um it can like give you rudimentary like programming code too like i saw one was like uh, make me a code for like a, a banana like bouncing around in a box or something and, and it, like it did it yeah and like some people say oh we had to like finesse the code it gave a view in but you know what i'm saying is like it, it's already doing impressive shit and like it's only going to get better and better and so like it's just it's interesting um i, I mean like they call it singularity of when ai actually emerges but it's really hard to tell what's going to be left and what's going to disappear in, in the future here. It's Well, and that's another thing I was wondering about as far as even like, I think of my, my day job where I do like kind of this like accounting type work. And like, you know, there's not a program that exists right now that can do my job. But it's one of those things where I'm like, they're 100% one day will be. And I'm 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 also thinking just time wise, like I got like 
what, 26 years or so before I'm full retirement age. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take before that program exists, but I'm guessing not 26 years. Probably less than 10. And so even, probably somebody could make it today if they applied themselves. And even like uh, your guys' jobs, like you're, you do deliveries, like, you know, they continue to work on self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. They continue to look at possibly drone deliveries. So, like, eventually, I think those jobs are going to to dry up, and Pro even probably all driving. Yeah. Even like security jobs, like yours, like it, it does seem a little Orwellian to have like security droids, but like that's probably going to happen too. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of jobs are about to get phased out. I just don't know what the plan is for what happens after that. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's going to happen at all. I mean. Because, like, in the past, there's been times where, like, oh, a new technology came along and got rid of certain jobs, but then that technology in and of itself, like, created a lot of more jobs. But, like, that's not always going to happen. And I think AI might be the tipping point where that doesn't happen. I don't know. I was really thinking probably, like, you know, some of the more advanced stuff, like engineering and stuff would last for a while, programming. But I also thought like the creative stuff was probably going to be last on the list. And there's already like AI that's won art competitions mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I was expecting that was going to be like one of the last thresholds, you know. Man, I saw this um, video on Twitter today where it shows like this actress delivering this line where she says the F word. And then the AI paves over her and changes the F word to frickin', but it also, like, changes her mouth and it, like, simulates her voice to where, like, it's basically seamless where you don't... Yeah. You would have thought she delivered the line that way. And then it goes one step further and it takes her voice and does her same line in other languages, Japanese and Spanish, and it also changes her mouth where... Like on those ones, you can still kind of like tell right. that it doesn't maybe doesn't quite match up, but like it's, it's close. It's in the neighborhood, and you can definitely see that in a couple of years they could get it to where it's seamless. And it's like holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah, we won't be to be able to believe our eyes anymore. Oh yeah, I know. And that's the other thing is you you think of these people that for you know political reasons and stuff try to put out misinformation. Mm -hmm. Just think of. They got yeah. these tools now that they're going to be able to do it like... like They can make videos of, like, Joe Biden banging a bunch <laughs> of dudes or something. I mean, it's something, <laughs> something that blatant, they, they, you know... I know, but I mean, but, like, they could make something that looks... Right. Yeah. Or, or, or just do things that are more subtle, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, and even with, the, like, the uh, chat GPT thing, like, um, create a post that disparages this person and makes it seem like it's written by this person. You oh, know, okay. I could see somebody doing that and, mm -hmm. you know, just to create like chaos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was a story too, like I, I'm forgetting the details. There was a parody account that made up like some story and then some news outlet, maybe like Fox news or someone actually picked it up. Like it was a real thing and it caused all this outrage and then it ended up being over something that wasn't even true you know yeah that happened with sports also like yeah that's that's happening a lot where they're picking up like some random bullshit information and running with it i read a book once and um gosh i'm forgetting what it's called trust me i'm lying i think ryan holiday but um he goes into like 
if you want to manipulate the media, basically he would say he would see the story with like, um, you know, like small blogs because a lot of times what would happen is like major news outlets would watch the small blogs and then like kind of like steal their stories. And so like he would just seed stuff in the, with these blogs. And sometimes he said he'd just send them a story and they'd publish it as their own or whatever. And then it'd get picked up by the bigger news outlets. I was like, it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it's it's doable. It's because like the big media channels like are not good at their jobs yeah. anymore. Right. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of demand if you're trying to put out something like 24 hours a day bullshit. And you're yeah. Just like, I'll just take whatever I can find, and you know, who gives a shit if it's true or not? I'm always looking for content. <laughs> That's true. You know, if the, if the news never became a 24 seven channel and it was just like an hour a day your news like it probably would be a lot better yeah because they'd actually have to distill down the important stuff well that's the thing too and like i remember our grandparents they just watch it 24 hours a day and oh like, i know you're, you're not gaining anything they repeat the same story like every 30 minutes you yeah know? You're, you're not getting anything out of this. that's literally like all our grandparents watched were like soap operas in the news yeah and i don't know which was worse Maybe the price is right every once in a while. <laughs> hey, let's not talk about the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that show is still going. Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah, Drew picked it up. Huh? Yeah. Um, you guys got anything else you want to chat about before we get into story time? I'm good. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, for anyone who hasn't watched, we're going to go around the table. Everyone's going to bring a wacky news story from around the globe, and we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you, so what do you got for us? Woman who had strange addiction of eating mattresses ate her mother's bed. I've heard of this woman. <laughs> they say everyone is addicted to something, but you probably wouldn't assume that the something in this woman's case was eating mattresses. There was There are so many things you can get addicted to in this world, and new stuff people can get hooked on is is popping up all the time, uh, even if it doesn't intend to be addictive when it's made. Uh, these days, more people are seeking to to seeking help to shake off an addiction to the popular video game Minecraft uh, than they are to crack cocaine. Though perhaps there are those things not being then there are perhaps one of those things then perhaps one of those things is not illegal uh, that has something to do with it. Uh, on top of that are the people with serious habits who who keep up their addiction for years, like the guy who got hooked on Pepsi and drank 30 cans of the stuff every day for 20 years. Adding it all together, that's almost 220,000 cans of the cola and, even, and about 7 million cubes of sugar, uh, which itself is highly addictive white powder. Yeah, that seems like a, you definitely have diabetes by then. Yeah. 20 cans, man. That's insane. Uh, Jennifer revealed that she could eat about a square foot of mattress per day. <laughs> However, there she are... She has her metrics, at least. Yeah. However, there are some more outlandish addictions out there, too, such as the woman who got hooked on eating... Ma well, this is... Uh, oh, it's just the uh, same thing. Uh, the woman who got hooked on eating mattresses, Jennifer, featured on the TLC show My Strange Addiction, where she explained that she got through about a square foot worth of mattresses a day and moved on to eating her other mo her mother's mattresses uh, after polishing off uh, her own. She said, I like my mattress plain and straight up. No mayonnaise, butter, none of that. <laughs> the side effects of eating mattresses, gas, is really the only one you'd have. Uh, it enters my body and leaves my body, enters my system and goes out. 
Uh, Jennifer explained that she first got into eating mattresses when she was just five years old and started eating the sponge from her seat in her family car. It was. Uh, I mean, a mattress is nothing but like your old skin cells and like yeah. sweat and like <laughs> oils. Maybe that's why she likes it. Like it's oh. all oily. Yeah, it was butter. <laughs> you, what you, you really want to find a fat fucker's mattress. The, the, the good ones. And this is a big woman. So like maybe these mattresses aren't fat free. <laughs> <laughs> it just went on from there. And while she hadn't suffered health problems from her addiction, uh, it did carry risk of liver damage or intestinal blockage, which could, which could lead to death. Appearing on My Strange Addiction, Jennifer was warned about the potential le- lethal risk of her habit and promised to change her ways. Jennifer's brother, Darius, said he was dumbfounded when he learned about his sister's addiction. Uh, to be honest, it's not the weirdest eating habit we've ever seen. Uh, not when there was a man who used to eat his way through things like glass and metal. I don't know how that wouldn't kill you. Eating glass, you'd think that would just rupture yeah, your intestines. Like tear it up. Or your anus. <laughs> like there are like prison stories of people like lacing people's food with glass to just like f- kill them. Oh my gosh. Mit- Mitchell Litito, who was known as Monsieur Mangetoot. Mangetoot? I don't know. I said mange. <laughs> Infamously, like eating foods that really weren't food, and at one point ate an entire plane over the course of two years. He was awarded the Guinness World Record for the strangest diet, and doctors determined that he had an eating disorder known as pica, uh, which was where a person had cravings to eat things that are not food. Uh, you'd be right to think chomping down on a bunch of glass and metal would be pretty difficult for a person to do, but luckily for Mansir Mangetot, uh, he had very powerful digestive juices and a thick lining in his stomach and intestines, which allowed him to eat dishes of metal and glass without adverse effects. However, this man this did mean uh, that certain actual foods made him pretty sick. Dang. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you just wonder, like people that have these weird addictions, like what what caused it? Was it trauma? Was it just happenstance? I like she's just like as a kid was like oh what's what's this and she ate a piece and was like for some reason really loved it I think it's wires are crossed like just like people who are turned on by feet like they say like there's a part of the brain that's connected to <laughs> sexuality like I don't know it's like they say that the part of the brain that's supposed to be turned on by other stuff or something is it's turned on by feet because there's like some sort of connection that's wrong I don't know I've heard something about that yeah I mean people. There's like a sexual fetish for almost everything. So apparently there's got to be a, something that can happen to people where it does that. Yeah. Where they just for whatever reason get fixated on a certain thing. Yeah. And that's what's like tickles that part of their brain. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> from speaking of sexual fetishes. Yes, I was hoping the segue <laughs> Teasing <laughs> parts of the brain. Uh, okay. Police issue warnings after viral lewd videos in Tasmania. So... Tasmania has issued warnings to people saying that if you possess or share these videos, you will go to jail. <laughs> okay. So there's a couple. The uh, the first one is this couple. They have sex on like some artist's grave or something, and they filmed it. And I'm kind of like, okay, that's a little weird. The same couple, second one, they're out on a boat. They catch like a trout, and the trout becomes like a... Uh, dildo oh no (laughs) and this has been filmed and i should have looked it up just out of like morbid curiosity but yeah can you imagine this fish is you're just like living your life 
it's traumatic enough <laughs> being caught. Like yeah. you're ripped out of your environment, hook in your mouth, whatever. And then somebody's just like, all right. In you go. <laughs> He's like, hey, it smells like me in here. <laughs> I mean, it's two just women, so... one trout. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they weren't the first because we have had stories where like somebody would have like an eel up their ass or something. <laughs> I vaguely remember those stories, but it's just like I don't know. It's so weird and just out there. And then the government is like. If you share this, we're gonna put you in jail. <laughs> like we don't, want, we don't want this circulating at all. It does feel illegal. <laughs> but you're like, I don't want to be the only one that's seen this. <laughs> right. Well, they said it went viral, so I'm wondering how hard it would be to find this video. <laughs> it's not illegal here. Yeah, it's the Australian government, wherever it is. Tasmania. Tasmania. There's, there's prudes in Tasmania. Mm. <laughs> you're a Tasmanian devil. Ah. Uh, Awful. <laughs> Seems like there should have been a good pun name around <laughs> fish dildo. <laughs> you like fish sticks? <laughs> <laughs> we got a title. <laughs> um, my story, like, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll just kind of give the clips notes. And actually, I just like heard this story on a, on a podcast today, and it kind of like, and then I I, I looked it up. So like, because it kind of like interested me so apparently like there's this uh youtuber in france this woman that's 23 years old and she has what they i guess they call now dissociative identity disorder which used to be called multiple personality disorder right and so these i guess are almost always developed when young people have like uh suffer like trauma trauma, before like you know they're they're you know develop their personality or whatever Anyway, because of this, like, past for this woman and this disorder, like, um, she says she suffers depression. And so she wants to go to Belgium where they have assisted suicide and, and end her life, right? But, and it didn't have it in this article, but, like, the other podcast I was listening to, like, like his article had this detail. So apparently, like, a couple years ago, she attempted suicide. But the wrinkle in it is, like... Her, she has this personality that suffers depression. So, so like, it's like, okay, is she like, what if it's just one of her personalities that wants to do the assisted suicide, but like her main personality or alternate personalities like don't. So it's like kind of this like weird thing of where people are like, should she be allowed to do this? Jeez. I mean, it seems like if you were the suicidal identity and you were on the top, then like, you just do what the fuck you want. <laughs> well, apparently, like, um, it's like, it's it's not something they take lightly. So it's not something that, like, apparently if you sign up for it, like, it's like a several months process or right, something with right. them, like, interviewing you or whatever. So who knows if it'll actually happen. Like, I think generally, like, people should be able to do assisted suicide. But most people do it for when they have, like, cancer and stuff like that or just they're in an immense physical pain but i guess if you're in immense like mental pain the option should be there i just thought this case like kind of brought a new wrinkle into it in that like maybe like it's only she has one personality that's like this and the others aren't you know um but also like in the article it mentions like she she has like 40 different personalities or something yeah that's a lot 
Yeah. I never knew it could be that much. I, like, I thought maybe like a Moon Knight situation where you got th- yeah. three or four. But man, 40? That seems like... Nobody has enough time for that. Yeah, 40 personalities. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, it must be hard to be around that person. Like, you don't know who you're talking to any given time. But apparently there's a precedence for it. Because in the same article, it said, like, there was a, another 23-year-old woman who... I guess she, like... um she suffered from depression, but she also witnessed like a terrorist attack, um, like a year or two ago, and that really messed her up too. And so, at any rate, they they allowed it. I feel like if I ever saw something like that, I'd just be like, "Man, that was awful," and then yeah. I'd be like, "Man, I wonder where I'm gonna eat." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see it like fucking me up, but not enough to where I'd be like, "Oh, I gotta end it all," you know? Yeah. yeah. I just. I would like that survival instinct, you know, to keep going, I guess. Isn't Oregon, like, um, one of, like, the few states that allows assisted suicide? Oh, I don't know. I never, I don't know about that. I know Canada allows it. I want to say there's actually a documentary they made years ago that called, like, Dying in Oregon or something that's about people coming to Oregon to do it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a depressing thing, but I think it is something that should be allowed everywhere. Uh, well, AJ, do you got some <laughs> more upbeat for us? See, a biohacker spends $2 million a year to get 18-year-old body. The solution to reverse the effects of aging has interested and puzzled scientists for decades. But a middle-aged man believes he has found a way to biohack it, way to biohack his body to regain his youth. Um, Brian Johnson, a 45-year-old tech developer who lives in Venice, California, has dedicated his life to following a rigorous daily routine which he says has given him the heart of a 37-year-old, the skin of a 28-year-old, and the lung capacity and fitness of an 18-year-old. While there are some external signs that Johnson is at least very... uh, is healthier than uh, most 45-year-olds, doctors are excited by what's happening on the inside. Uh, Lots of people are likely unconvinced by Johnson's quest for youth. However, doctors say his tests show he's reduced his overall biological age by at least five years. Johnson wakes up at 5 a.m. every day. Uh, His ultimate goal is to have all of his major organs, like his brain, liver, kidneys, teeth, uh, skin, hair, penis, and rectum, function in the same way they did as he was in his late teens. Teen years. Uh, it's not a, it's not as easy as it sounds. Johnson's initiative, known as the Project Blueprint, uh, instructs him to follow a strict vegan diet of 1,977 calories. The daily recommended amount of calories per day for an adult man is 2,500. He also uh, he all he must also take part in exercise each and every day that lasts an hour plus high intensity exercise three times a week. Bloomberg reports there are more than 30 doctors and health experts led by medicine physician uh, Oliver Zolman monitoring all his bodily functions. He follows a strictly vegan diet. Um, The daily regimen may sound like an absolute nightmare uh, for many of us. He wakes up every morning at 5 a.m., takes two dozen supplements. Uh, He works for about an hour, drinks green juice and added creatine and collagen peptides and brushes and flosses his pearly whites while rinsing with with tea tree oil and antioxidant gel. Before getting some shut-eye, Johnson wears glasses for two hours to block blue light. Johnson's vital signs are are also constantly monitored and he undergoes monthly medical procedures, many of them painful to maintain his results. This includes ultrasound, MRIs, colonoscopies, and blood tests. 
Uh, this is in addition to the daily measurements of his weight, body mass index, body mass, oh, they've said it twice, body fat, blood glucose levels, and heart rate variations. Uh, during his sleep, a machine he's hooked up to counts the number of nighttime erections he has. <laughs> Johnson's routine includes daily exercise. Oh, uh, I treat athletes and Hollywood celebrities, and no one is pushing the envelope as much as Brian, said Jeff Toll, an internist who was part of the regime team. Uh, Johnson said, what I do may sound extreme, but I'm trying to prove that self-harm and decay are not inevitable. Uh, Johnson has made his made his fortune when he was in his 30s. He sold Braintree, not the town in Essex, a payment processing company he founded to, to eBay in 2013 for $800 million in cash. Before he sold his company, he experienced a big downturn in his medical and physical health. He told the outlet he was overweight, depressed, and nearly suicidal because of his long working hours. This period ultimately led to his interest uh, in his own biology and pursuit for health. Hey, when AI eliminates all of our jobs, we can tell this guy, hey, stop using that expensive machine that counts your erections. We'll just watch you with a log counter. <laughs> Here's the thing. This guy probably Direction will. <laughs> this guy probably will live longer, but his life will suck because yeah. he has to do this bull, yeah, bullshit all the terrible. time. Sounds like he's doing a lot. Like, do you really need to check your BMI every day? Like, who wants yeah. to get a colonoscopy every month? Apparently yeah. this guy, he's he's got the. Well, I mean, you figure he doesn't have to work at all, so like he has some like it's less than a work day worth of stuff every day. You know, he's he's putting in a few hours maybe, and then he's going and I don't know. Yeah, don't that's know true. Maybe this routine keeps him sane. Unless he doesn't have a job or anything, he just like you know this this is his thing. This is what he does. Yeah, it's you know obsessive hobby, whatever. So. Hmm. Sounds like a pretty miserable existence. I'm yeah. guessing he has like some sort of like compulsive, uh, you know, I got to check my blood sugar every 30 minutes. Yeah. I want to see how long he does this for. If he's doing this like 40 years from now and he's got like the body of a 25 year old, then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. He's getting those 18 year old erections. <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> 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 Nothing illegal about that. <laughs> <laughs> time we at? Oh. oh, we got more time. Uh, manifesto round two. All right. Man dies after an internet sex game goes wrong. So. They usually go right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy had HIV, and so he's been kind of getting his kicks on the internet or whatever. And he meets his couple, and they talk him to talk to him about uh using nitrous oxide which apparently something <laughs> they talked him into using a trout <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um so he got in this thing where like he gets some nitrous oxide he'd pull a condom over his head and then i don't know if he just like shot nitrous up there or something but yeah so you have like less oxygen in your blood or something and you, so you have better orgasms but yeah somebody found him dead with a condom over his head Empty like nitrous canister. <laughs> oh man! I was like, oh, that's a uh, not exactly the way I would choose to go. Mm-hmm. What are doing whippets? Is that nitrous oxide? Uh, I think it's just different drugs. I don't. I don't know what counts as. A... Where do you even get nitrous oxide? I mean, the only place I've ever had it is a dentist. I've been to dentist, but I've never had nitrous oxide. Yeah, usually they give me Novocaine, but once when I was a kid, I got it. I was supposed to be kind of dopey after that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Ugh. 
How many people like die from like just like weird like fetish stuff? Well, there's been multiple people that died from the, like the guys who like to like belt around their neck, like uh, David yeah. Carradine, yeah, David Carradine, and uh, Rob, Robert, or what's the name? Uh, the guy from like was it NXS or it was one of those bands? No, I'm thinking of Robin Williams. He died that way too. Well, well, his his was ruled a suicide. Yeah, I don't think oh. his, I don't think his was like a masturbation thing. I think he just hung himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was having some kind of. Was it like a? Um, he was having some form of a, like mental issue where like um, I don't want to say it was Alzheimer's. But I I don't know. I heard he was having some issue where it was like mental deterioration was getting to him or something. I just thought he had like bad depression or something. Yeah, I I saw an interview before like he killed himself and he did seem very depressed. So it's pretty sad. Um, let's see. This was not a a banner week for for finding interesting uh, <laughs> stories. Um, okay, okay, I got a list article here. These are seven strange birth customs and rituals from around the globe. Number one, cake on the baby, Ireland. The Irish custom doesn't exactly take place at birth, but it still happens early in a child's life. During a baby's christening, you you may see Irish parents spread some cake on a baby's head. It's a tradition in Ireland for a married couple to save a slice of their wedding cake. Once they have their first child, the parents smear a few pieces of the cake's top layer on the kid's forehead. Spread out. (laughs) (laughs) The custom is supposed to bring the baby good luck and long life. Some parents even add a few drops of champagne to help with the blessing. (laughs) Considering how difficult it would have been to save a wedding cake for months before refrigeration, we're guessing this tradition isn't that old. Um, Number two. 30 Days of Isolation, China. Parts of China have the custom of Zuo Yaozi, translating roughly to sitting the month. This tradition requires the mother to spend 30 days in confinement with her her newborn child. The mother is expected to eat more than usual during the month, but she must avoid cold foods. She also uh, is supposed to avoid regular bathing or leaving the house and feed the baby certain supplements. The practice might seem demeaning to us and even in China. Many women no longer observe it. However, it does have its advantages. Eating plenty of protein-rich foods can help the woman recover from pregnancy and birth. And uh, gross as it may seem, avoiding excessive bathing may help heal any damage the woman may have suffered to her genitals during birth. Uh, Number three, party for laughter, the Navajo. Everybody loves hearing their baby's first laugh, but in Navajo culture, that first giggle is a huge deal worthy of a feast. According to traditional beliefs, a newborn baby resides partially in both the physical reality and the world of the spirits. Laughter is taken as a sign that the baby has fully transitioned to the material world and is ready to begin life. If you happen to be visiting Navajo friends or relatives with a newborn, though, you might not want to play peekaboo with the kid. Traditionally, whoever causes the kid to have their first laugh has to pay for the party. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I only scare (laughs) babies. Uh, spitting on the baby, Mauritania? Mauritania? I don't even know where that is. Uh, In case you're visiting the Wolof people living in Mauritania, you might see people spitting on a newborn baby. But that's not an insult. It's the exact opposite. The Wolof believe that a person's words uh, stick to their saliva and affect reality even after they're spoken. It's common for people celebrating a child's birth to say a blessing and then spit on the baby. This way, they're trying to ensure the well wishes stick to their child for good. The family might even rub this alive on the baby's skin to make sure the blessing comes true. Blessings to you. 
<laughs> I got a real good blessing for you right here. That'd be Ooh, funny. Bro. Like they just have like the baby in the middle of the room, and then everybody they form a line. Everybody's just like, <laughs> like a spatoon or <laughs> yeah, something. A spatoon baby. Ting <laughs> ting. <laughs> uh, number five. Don't drop it on the floor. Bali. Dropping the baby is never a good thing. But in Bali, you really want to hold tight to your kid. It's a tradition in Bali uh, to not allow a newborn to touch the ground for the first three months of their life. The I like to go around like I'm playing basketball and slap the baby out of people's hands. Haha, <laughs> 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 I got you. <laughs> You're a bad parent. <laughs> the, the Balinese people consider babies to be completely pure, angelic little beings. The ground, on the other hand, is a filthy place that could pollute the purity of a baby. Once a baby turns three, the Balinese hold a celebration during which the baby touches the ground for the first time. Wonder if the five-second rule applies to babies. So if they touch the ground before that, do you just throw them away? <laughs> just pretend like it never happened. You're dirty now. <laughs> He's ruined. It seems like a huge inconvenience to parents, really. Yeah. Uh, number six, eating the placenta everywhere. Uh, consuming the placenta is a gross but persistent tradition. Whether it's eaten by the mother or someone else, this tradition is present all around the world. According to Chinese, Indian, and Jamaican folk beliefs, eating the placenta can have various spiritual beliefs. In the modern West, some people think eating the placenta placenta can supply the mother with beneficial hormones and nutrients there's very little science to back that up though eating the placenta raw can cause food poisoning or infections while cooking it will destroy whatever good stuff might remain in it did you eat the placenta (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, number seven a funeral for the placenta the Igbo people uh we might uh consider eating the placenta gross but uh to the Ibo people of Nigeria and Ghana it would be downright sacrilegious to them it's the equivalent of seeing someone chomping down on a fresh corpse the Ibo people believe that placenta is more than just a nutrient funnel for the baby they consider the newborn's dead twin and tr- they consider it the newborn's dead twin and treat it with an appropriate reverence after childbirth, the Igbo people give uh, the placenta a complete funeral ceremony to put the supposed dead baby to rest. The most popular burial spot is under a growing tree. There are similar traditions elsewhere in Africa as well. The Kaikuyu of Kenya, for example, bury placentas uh, on uncultivated fields. That's just weird in that they think like every time someone's born, like, there's also a stillborn, basically. Yeah. <laughs> makes me think that, like, they must have, at some point in history, like, somebody pulled out two babies, and then they were like, oh, next time they were like, that must be the same thing. Like, Probably. Yeah. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And then number eight, power through pain, Japan. Uh, uh, childbirth can be painful, but fortunately, modern medicine has many ways to alleviate the agony. In Japan, though, women often want to suffer through a very excruciating uh, Mo- oh, oh, suffer through every excruciating moment on natural. Originating from ancient Buddhist tradition, some Japanese believe that suffering builds character. They see labor pains as a test that helps a mother prove her worth and prepare for the hard task of raising a child. Even today, many women in Japan will refuse any and all painkillers or epidurals. Those are some hardcore mothers right there. So yeah, that... Uh that's it. I mean, I think the most interesting one is the spitting on the baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> that just seems like something like most people, especially these days, would yeah. be like, no. 
That seems like a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> and thing is, they knew about germs back then. Like, you know, people used to throw dead bodies over walls to like infect cities and stuff. <laughs> you gotta teach kids is a tough life. <laughs> I want to start the farting on babies tradition. <laughs> you gotta take that. Patua, patua. <laughs> well, we're almost to the the end of the show. Anybody got like a really short story we can go out on, or anything interesting? Uh, let's see. What do I got? I got. Which one's more interesting? Okay, this one's not quite as dark. Home Depot employee says he was fired after trying to stop kidnapping. So there's a Home Depot, and there's like this kidnapping going on, and some mom is like, help, he's trying to kidnap my child or whatever. Help, help. And like, so this kid like gets on the phone with the police and like follows the guy and like goes out. And then like he gets fired, and he gets this uh, like email from Home Depot that says, your conduct is, uh, you know, directly... Against our employee, like <laughs> handbook, right? And and so they fire him, and then like it, it goes viral, and so eventually they kind of like renege and they come back and they offer his job back, and he's like, he kind of like reluctantly accepted accepted it. I was like, man, I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's like these people are just like, how do you even like, how do you fire somebody, and how do you, I mean. <sighs> You're gonna set up this uh, like paper trail of firing someone for for the kidnapping, and it actually like addressed like the kidnapping in the email. It was like you tried to stop a kidnapping. This is <laughs> not something we do at Home Depot. <laughs> you know? We let kids get kidnapped. Okay. Did he actually prevent the kidnapping? Well, so he was on the phone with the police, and it said like they told him not to engage with the person, but like you know he was following him, and so apparently the kidnapping was subverted. Okay. But um. I mean, it, it. You would think they would be savvy enough to be like, we don't want the bad PR from like firing this guy. Yeah, like, what was the manager thinking? I'd be like, even if it was against the rules, he'd be like, I'm just gonna ignore this and like go the other way. In my weird brain, I feel like there's some pedophile up top who's like, dang it, they got one from <laughs> us. You think the manager was <laughs> like, oh no, if I don't fire him, they're gonna, it's gonna come back on me. I really need to fire this kid. <laughs> yeah, if I was that kid, unless I like just desperately needed that job, I think I would have told him to go yeah, piss yeah. up a rope. He could probably get a better job now. Like somebody might see him and be like, oh, this guy's got some character. That's this is that, the kid who's prevented a kid. That's yeah. true. You know, like somebody who would like want to capitalize, it would be like, Oh yeah, we're gonna give this kidnap preventing kid a, a job. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always like a Lowe's across from the Home Depot. That's true. And <laughs> <laughs> put out a big sign. We have the kid who stopped the kidnapping. Yeah, like, that's something to celebrate. I don't get it. Here at Lowe's, we take the stance we're against kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's even in our company handbook. Yeah. Don't kidnap. <laughs> <laughs> they have a special section in their handbook it's like if you can stop a, a, a kidnapping go for it <laughs> we won't stop you we encourage <laughs> well that will do it for the show today we do thank everybody for playing along uh, please if you will subscribe both to the YouTube channel and to the podcast on your podcast catcher of choice um, you know I'll give us thumbs up uh, comments all that good stuff and why not come over to Twitter and follow us there? Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this, too, and that's number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a good one.